Well, we're doing this. Check one, two, hey, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> is that your, that's your uh, 104.3 shit or what? I'm new to the this whole thing. So if I'm talking to, I'm not looking at the camera. I guess I can look at the camera sometimes. But anyways, it took us about like an hour and a half to set up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it's going to be longer. Setting up is probably going to be longer than the actual podcast, which is hilarious. But I've always wanted to say this, actually. Are we rolling? Yes, as soon as I get my coffee, I uh, forgot it. Just a little bit of backstory and just to how we are sitting here right now, what led up to this point. So right now we're actually at um, a studio downtown, which is for the brand, um, for the brand studio. And... That is the marketing agency that um, my brother, who's sitting here with me right now, um, him and his wife, Joanne, and Corey and Priscilla, which are they own for the brand. And you guys have been, what, like in in business for, what, the last, uh, last it's year? It's going to be about together, about six months, I would say. Well, six months? No, more than that, because around April of yeah. this year. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I've been wanting to do a podcast um, for a good while now. I mean, like me and you have talked about it. So uh, this is my, the one who's sitting w- with me right here is my brother, Javier, and he's 30, 32. You're going to go on 33 next week, right? Yep. Damn. So yeah, there's a 10 year difference between us. And I mean, we have a bunch of convert like just in the past we've had, we just conversate just like, I mean, just brothers would and we always like just talk about like, dude, why didn't we just have some mics set up right here? Just cause it, I feel like it, it could be a really good podcast, but, um, yeah, I mean, for a while now I've been wanting to start, um, just have my own podcast, have my own conversations. Um, and not to mention, I listen to tons of podcasts. Like at this point, I think it's just like a comfort thing for me sometimes. Like I just will throw it on even sometimes like if I, uh, if I can't fall asleep, like most nights I actually fall asleep, like listening to a podcast is kind of crazy, but, um, I have definitely have a lot of podcasts that I listen to and, um, I don't know what it is about it, but I genuinely enjoy hearing conversations and especially about, I mean, just obviously certain topics that I like, but there's something about hearing people's perspectives and just hearing people talk that I guess is really nice. So what you're saying is you fall asleep to the sound of Joe Rogan's voice. Dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> more than just Joe Rogan. Uh, but no, for sure. Like, I don't know why I just, it definitely, I mean, I guess it's like anything else. Like I don't see people who fall asleep watching TV, but for some reason I just set like a timer on my phone for like 30, 45 minutes and I'll fall asleep just listening to Joe Rogan. Yeah. What are you listening to lately? I would say for sure. Joe Rogan, like David Goggins just released a new podcast with Joe Rogan and that, that one's badass. Actually, that, that was one of the first podcasts I ever listened to um especially on on joe rogan and that's what really got me into first of all running second just just listening to podcasts in general like i had never heard anything like that just hearing people's stories is um it's just very inspiring and i generally i feel like i'm a curious person so i don't know if if you ever talk to me in person like i feel like i ask a lot of questions and sometimes for i guess maybe for some people it could be kind of like overwhelming but I'm genuinely just curious. I, I'm very, people interest me, I guess. So earlier this week, I was like, you know what? 
I've been wanting to do this for a while, and for some reason, this seemed just like a perfect time. Not that I was prepared by any means. Like, dude, I'm even right now. I'm just like, what the what the fuck am I gonna even talk about? But um, I think that's with anything you do. It's just like I don't think there's gonna be a perfect time. I think you just have to really just hop into it. And I mean, that's exactly what we're doing right now. And as I guess some of you who may have followed me in the past or you still do, um, I've been posting on YouTube for I think the last two years now. Um, and I, I started off my YouTube journey really just talking about, um, mental health, um, definitely had a lot of experiences when it comes to that. And so one of my first videos I ever released was me talking about, um, just some of the anxiety that I dealt with, um, back in college. And so it was a pandemic when I released my first video and maybe like, a year and a half leading up to that my first video is when I had gone through like really just a life just life-changing experiences that um really shaped my just I don't know just really opened my eyes to a lot of things and so um yeah it's, I started that YouTube channel talking about mental health and ever since then I really had just tried to at least start posting consistently really mainly about that sort of stuff um and then it kind of just evolved into vlogs and things like that. But anyways, I think one of the main reasons I want to start this is because I think mental health is a really, uh, I mean, it's a, I think it's an important thing to talk about, especially nowadays. Like back then, we we're like, especially in our parents' generation, right? It's, it's not the people don't really didn't used to open up, up about that stuff. Like even then, like I'll release videos about certain things that I've gone through and dad will watch him. He's like, mijo, like he doesn't tell me to stop, but you can tell he's like a little bit like, yo, like, why is he sharing this with everybody? Um, and I honestly don't know what gave me the urge to really do that, but I don't know. It just feels kind of right. So that's one of the main reasons is I, I genuinely, first of all, I, I feel like there's something in, inside myself that I think it just feels right to share my own journey because I think it will help a lot of people along the way. And it helps me put a lot of things in perspective as well when I share it and talk about it. Because, I mean, I'm learning more about myself every single day doing that. And also, hearing other people's stories, dude. Like, you really, truly never know. Like, you think you know somebody on the surface, but, dude, everybody's going through something. And everybody has had experiences, um, no matter who they are. Like, everybody's battling something. And so, I've had the opportunity to... Um, I mean, just being an open-minded person, just to have like conversations with people that truly just change the way I think about things and really just make me much more of an empathetic person, just hearing people's stories. But like I said, I'm genuinely curious about hearing people tell their stories and what they've gone through because first of all, I mean, you get to know more about a person, but second, it helps me understand that I'm not alone, you know, like I'm not the only one going through these type of things. And I feel like if I can help bring some of those stories to light, right, um, to an audience, uh, whoever's listening, you know, I think it, it just really helped people. If it, if it doesn't help a lot of people, it's helping me. So I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah. Um, how do you find, how do you find it? Um, how do people react to some of your questions? When do you find that people open up easily? Um, whenever you're, you know, in a conversation with them and some of these mental um, health issues come up? Like, are they, are, do you feel like people are willing to share or glad that you asked or how does it go? 
Yeah, dude, I've actually definitely thought about that. Um, and you know what's crazy is I think the fact that I've been so outspoken about like what I've gone through, I feel like people like people who've seen that like and especially know me, I, f- I feel like I really don't have to like I'll, I'll ask. But like most of the time, I feel like people are just much more open to talking about that stuff with me because they've like they've seen me share my own story and like they know I, I've gone through you know similar things so there's been a lot of people who are like even just on Instagram like people I haven't talked to in like years that just come to me and just like talk like hey I'm going through this and like I watch your videos and like I just find I find them very helpful and inspirational like people I would never think like so and I think that's one of the most beautiful things that I've enjoyed is like I generally Ever since I, I feel like I started my YouTube channel, I feel like I've had more, just better interactions, deeper interactions with people because, I mean, they know I've, I mean, I've gone through similar things, so they share that type of stuff with me, which is really, I mean, I, I'm honored when, if, if somebody's willing to open that, like, share that with me, I'm just like, I mean, that's amazing, so. On top of that, I'm sure a lot of people that will, will be listening will probably be around my age. So I'm 23 years old right now. Well, I'm 22. I'm going to turn 23 in like three weeks. And thankfully, I, I mean, I, I came across filmmaking and cinematography and stuff like two, two years ago. So um, I, I'm thankful that I, I could definitely confidently say that I found my passion in doing that. Um, but before that, that was not the case. Like, um, I went out like my first year in college, dude. I think that's one of the main reasons I struggled a lot was because I genuinely did not know like what the hell I wanted to do, and um, I I just felt kind of lost. Which that's the key word is lost. And I feel like sometimes, especially people I talk to when they open up to me, like they really genuinely feel like they're lost and like they're not sure how to even get started on what what path or like they're just kind of going through every day and they're like. They don't know what they're, I mean, they don't know what path to take or they just feel lost. They don't know what they're doing. So um, I could definitely relate to that. So I think having people and um, come on, come on to this podcast and being able to talk about like, um, because I feel like everybody has been lost at some point in their lives. And so uh, definitely being able to talk to like somebody like you, who definitely has felt that before in the past when they were younger and like yeah, you went through certain things and you were able to, you know, at some point you're able to like kind of figure things out. Not to say you have everything figured out, right? Because I don't think any of us do, but um, yeah, just to be able to help people along their own journey and finding out what like what they're most passionate about. I think that's one of the main reasons as well. I love it. Yeah. I couldn't think of a perfect guest because um, you're the one that helped me like get started in my own like in finding my passion like for filmmaking and cinematography because I mean you you were doing the same thing as well so you went to University of Dallas right yeah right after right after high school straight to University of Dallas yeah. which was one of my favorite experiences um except it was very short mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so I guess just just to give a little bit of background um I guess I didn't do very well in college, period. What made you want to go to Dallas in the first place? Oh, um, I always knew that I just wanted to go somewhere mm-hmm. uh, outside of El Paso. Uh, yeah, I wanted that whole 
you know, go out of town college experience. I, that's one thing I remember you saying, like you really enjoyed it, but at one point you were struggling at, at some point. So can you kind of talk about that? Yeah. Um, I guess in high school I was a little, I didn't really go out or like, you know, go to the, a bunch of house parties. So I guess when I got to college, I was completely alone and I went a little bit crazy. And so give me, an, give me like one example of like just like keg stands and shit or like 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 college experience you would see in like movies type shit or. Yeah, I'm talking like blackouts. Oh, and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was like that. Yeah. So obviously my grades struggled like pretty bad to the point where I had to come back to El Paso. Um, and then I did the whole community college thing. What do you like? Because yeah. I remember that was even just as a like being little and like just kind of remembering when you came back. I remember that being like really tough on you, like when you when you first realized that you did have to come back because you weren't making the grades. Or I remember mom and dad like they basically said like you have to come back, right? Well, yeah. Well, well, one I had to come back because I got um, put on temporary or like I think I got on probation for like a semester mm-hmm. because of my my grades yeah and w- what did that because i mean talk about that like that i feel like that definitely was a tough moment for you having to come back right yeah i remember um we had gotten our grades for the semester and i really needed to get a certain amount of like a's or something or even like c's or b's and um i looked at the report card and i saw that i was like probably I was like kind of close, but at the same time, I, I, I knew I was going to get on academic probation. And I remember going to each one of my professors, every single one to get like a grade bump. And it was funny, a couple of them actually did, but it wasn't, it wasn't enough. And so I, and I remember like going into every single one of their offices and like begging yeah, dude, like, I'll mow your lawn, I'll walk your dog, like, whatever the fuck <laughs> I have to do, dude. dude. Yeah. And how do you feel, like, did you feel, because I know, like, I mean, you really liked it out there, and, I mean, just coming back home for a lot of people feels like, did you kind of feel like you had failed at that point? Oh, absolutely. It was, I mean, like I said, it was, I made some of the best friends I've ever had, and just the fact that I had to come back, and... I mean, I I always wanted to just go somewhere four years out to college, and then here I was like a year and a half later and just back in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, we'll talk about that later. Not El Paso is not a bad thing, it, but at that time I just felt, you know, that whole, you know, stuck or whatever. When you came back, what was like, what was going through your head? Like, were you? I mean, you went to community college, you said, but did you know like? Was it, were you motivated? Were you like, I'm um, just like. At one point, I, obviously I went through a point where I was like super sad, um, but I enrolled in, once I enrolled in community college, I I felt like that motivation and and like I, sh- I pretty much shut everything out. Like I didn't, because I guess after high school, you know, I didn't have, like you, you keep touch with some friends and stuff, but. I like made it a point to I didn't do I didn't do anything and I actually got all A's that semester but I didn't like my social life was like zero Uh, so I did feel like that bit of motivation 
and then I knew I wanted to enroll in Utah. And what, what were you ch- what were you pursuing at that point? Oh my God! So at UD, I was first a business major, and then I went through this um, I went through this phase where no 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 sorry at, at, U, uh, at UD I was just a business major, and then when I went to um, community college, I enrolled in economics, so I wanted to be like an economics major, and then when I went to UTEP, I went from um, biz, like back to business management, and then I went through a phase where I said, screw it, I want to be a teacher, I want to be an English teacher, so I enrolled in all these English classes, because, yeah, anyway, uh, and then I went back to the business school, but it, I wanted to go into like IT, so like business information systems, and then I finally ended back in business management and where I started. Dude. But I changed my major like four yeah. times. Yeah, let, let's pause on that really quick. Like <laughs> that's definitely four or five major changes. And for people who are going through college right now, like yes, it sounds ridiculous the way he was listing it out, but I feel like that's so normal for, not normal, but I feel like it's not the, that big, that huge of a deal. It sounds like damn, but like I changed my major three times and I still didn't end up like not like I still didn't end up pursuing what I got my degree in, you know. So I just think that especially if you're going to college, right? Like, I mean, you're able to give some advice on that. Like, actually, in that moment when you were changing, like, how'd that feel? Did you feel like I just don't know, like, what what I want to do? Or you were just did you have the mentality or like I'm just trying new different things? I'm seeing what I like. No, uh, it wasn't like it was. I wasn't just trying new things because at the moment it was like you feel like frustrated and then you find something that like it's just like a moment of like like uh, I guess clarity or just in that moment and you just feel super motivated about the next thing and so so for example when I wanted to be an English major I I I felt super happy because it's like oh man I really really want to do this. So at that moment, it's more of like a excitement. You did the same thing, right? Well, I went, yeah, I went to school for initially kinesiology, mm-hmm. um, shadowed physical therapist, and I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I want to do this. Um, changed to business, too much math that I didn't want to do because I was taking calculus, and I think I went to class for like three, like three times, and I was like, dude, from the moment I stepped foot in there, I was like, I have no clue what's going on. And when you do that, dude, it really feels like the, like the end. Like, you're like, how, like, what am I going to do, dude? I can't, I'm not going to pass this class. So I didn't even mess around with that. I was like, you know what, I'm going to change immediately. And, um, yeah, I think I ended up changing to psychology at that point. But, but yeah, you, you moved to UTEP, and then you, you definitely, I feel like your social life, like, boomed at UTEP, to say the least, right? I mean, you joined a frat, and... <laughs> I mean, you can kind of talk about that. Kind of same thing, let loose, join the fraternity, and and we, it actually came back to happen exactly what happened at UD. Mm-hmm. My grades suffered, and I actually got on academic probation at UTEP. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that, you didn't know that? No. Oh. Did mom and dad know that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so... I think I took a semester off 
and then I was just working. And then at at one point I said I did not want to go back to school. I thought it was pointless. Um, I I was working at HB, which is actually a family-run business here, um, selling uh, pro audio and lighting. And for a while, that's exactly what I wanted to do. That's around the time where, like, Joe came into the picture. Yeah. My wife. Okay, yeah. So let's... That's a humongous role, or that's, like, a ginormous part of this whole picture because not only is she your wife, but she's, like, you guys... I mean, she's your business partner. You guys literally spend, like... Every, almost every waking hour of the day together so I mean she yes you're your individual person but you guys very much go hand in hand like you're Javi and Joe you know like and I feel like since then like that's been like how'd you meet Joe first of all like again through the fraternity she was in a sorority we all had you know the same circle of friends and she um, was keg standing and you were like dude that's my wife right there from the moment I saw her do her first keg stand. <laughs> Dude, she's probably like these motherfuckers. <laughs> so you, you ended up going back to school. You were working at our family business, HB. So you went back for business, for business management? Yeah. And at, when you went back for that last stint, that was your like your last stint? Mm-hmm. Where you like completely like, I'm just, I just got to get done. Because you were like 24, 25 already? Yeah, it was yeah. my... Well, it took me seven years to graduate. <laughs> Dude, that's like a whole freaking MD right I know. There. I could have been a doctor. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a, a bachelor's. Bachelor's business. Dude, <laughs> I mean, no sh- no shade at all. I'm going to say no shade at all. Everybody goes at their own pace, like, for real. We're just joking about I always give them shit just because, like, it's funny. But everyone's at their own pace. Like <clears throat> Diego graduated in three I mean, who's <laughs> counting, dude? I sure as hell am. <laughs> That's just because uh, I knew I wanted to get the fuck out of there, dude. Yeah. So, um, so uh, my dad fell in love with Joe for that reason, because you can attribute me going back to school because she really motivated me, too. I thought it was because she was taking all the shots at that New Year's Eve party and <laughs> she got fucked up. But <laughs> That's definitely one of the reasons, too, by the way. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I feel like you buckled down at that point and you finished, right? Yeah. Right after that, like, how'd that feel graduating? Cause I know for me when I graduated, like, I don't even think I felt, first of all, it was during COVID. So I, that probably has a lot to do with it. Like my whole college experience was just like, I feel like it was not, uh, I had probably had one solid year of a, like a good college experience, but the rest was just like bullshit yeah uh because of covid so it i didn't feel much graduating um and i mean that like i don't know i kind of expected you know like oh man i graduated i have this degree but like for me it wasn't like i didn't really feel fulfilled in any aspect so like how'd you feel graduating super relieved yeah yeah um well one being because i had my gpa had gotten so bad that like when i when i went back the last time it was like literally i had to get awesome grades Mm -hmm. to like just bring it back to like enough for me to like graduate and so and it took to the very very last semester like the to the last class where if i didn't get an a i would again i would have not had the gpa to pass and i got it 
so it was like at the time since that night or what <laughs> no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i don't remember <laughs> um but yeah it was a relief and i mean it's crazy to think that all for a piece of paper right yeah <laughs> and fifty thousand dollars in debt <laughs> yeah so you you felt relieved and what did you do immediately after that? What were you? What were your plans? I became a teacher, <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Um, no, I I believe uh, I was still working at HB, and I still did. I still had no idea. Like, did you think you were going to take over? Because HB is a family business. So my my uncle, um, I think he's. He's probably the major or the main. He he's definitely CEO for sure. Uh, my aunt um, works there as well, and she's an owner as well. And my mom is as well. And um, so that's a family business here in El Paso. Did you did you kind of feel like maybe that was like your gonna be your thing? Like you may one day like run HB. Yeah, I, I for sure felt that at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I had. I mean, I had a business degree, but. I, I still wanted to pursue, you know, I was very into lighting and, um, audio and stuff like that. But so it was for sure in the back of my mind. Did you have passion for like setting up lights and like just, Oh yeah. I I mean, I was super into that at that, at that moment. You held, how long did you work there after? I stayed at least one more year at. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're turning on a pivot right here in Javier's life. Um, so his significant other at this point is significant other only if you're married. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Anyways, Joe, she had, um, I don't know exactly. I'll definitely have to have Joe on one time so she can give me the whole rundown of what well, went down. I can she, give you that rundown. Yeah. If you so want. like, yeah. How, how did she come to going to China? <clears throat> uh, we are sitting in her parents' house and Again, Joe's at a point where she also has no idea what her life is going to be, what job she's going to have. She's working retail. She's, she knows she's tired of that, and she has a college degree. Um, and so we're sitting at her house, and um, we're, I forgot exactly what happened, but Joe's like scrolling through Instagram or something, or she sees someone or one of her um, old friends or an acquaintance that had gone to China to teach English and like she like shows she shows us and then immediately she like because you gotta like at that at, at that point in her life she really has like she's frustrated she has no idea what she's gonna do and so I mean, it sounded like a super cool opportunity. And so she, you know, she starts messaging him and he gives her all the information and she just starts getting super excited. And we, like, we talk about it and I, I think it's like super awesome and it's something that I would want to do. And at the, at that time I hadn't graduated yet. So like we discussed it and we thought it was like the best thing so mm-hmm. and so she she decided to go out there mm-hmm. um at that moment did you like 
I mean, you had been together for what, three, four years now? At that point, yeah, four. Yeah, I want to say four years. Yeah, so did you, how'd you feel about like your guys's, um, I mean, obviously you, you supported her in every facet, like you, you wanted her to go out there, but I'm sure that was like pretty tough for you guys, right? Because like, did you, how'd you feel about her like leaving and like, did you have any concerns for like your relationship or like how it was going to make, how are you going to make it work? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you always hear about long distance being I mean, long distance is like an (laughs) understatement at this point. Did you feel like, um, yeah, like how did that feel? Like were there moments where you, like you genuinely just missed her, you you were sad or like what did that feel like? Yeah, um, it was super hard. We, I remember it was one Christmas. Yeah, it was Christmas time. And it actually, Garrett had sliced his finger with a knife. You remember oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Garrett, if you're watching this, dude, we got to get you on for that story. That'd be pretty crazy. <laughs> anyway, uh, we were at the. I was. We were at the hospital, and I was in the car, and I was uh, FaceTiming Joe, and it was like we had to had like we had we had we had to have a super tough conversation. So if it's an awkward cut, it's because everything. Shut off. Everything shut off, dude. <laughs> it's actually two hours later. No, I'm just kidding. We were at a point where she wanted to go back for another year, and uh, it was just a matter of her feeling, because I told her that I wanted to join her in China, and she felt like I wanted to go because of her, and I was leaving like my passion of you know, lighting and, and stuff behind just to go with her but at that time I actually was super excited about it and so it was just a matter of talking about what we wanted and yeah we just ended up deciding that both of us would go back the next year together and was it a pretty easy decision for you at that point Uh, at that point yeah Um, I mean I was of course, I was, um, you know, I, I, I loved what I did, um, lighting, and, but I just didn't see a path forward at the time. And, yeah, I just felt like, I mean, I've always loved to travel. So, was, so that, yeah, was that the main, was, you, was that the main reason you were like, okay, there's going to be an opportunity to travel? For sure, yeah. Were you even thinking long term at that point? Or you were just like, this seems cool. I'm just going to do this for now and see. Yeah, of course. It was... I have such a hard time looking too far into the future. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was definitely... It was just definitely for the experience. Um, I didn't really see, you know, what could come out of it. Or I, I knew... I just knew that it was... A, it sounded like an awesome experience, so... When you step on that plane for the first time, were you excited? Were you scared? Were you nervous? I mean, it was with Joanne because she had came back from the first time. So you guys had went together. So what were your, take me through that when you were leaving. Um, well, I actually had gone um, prior. So six months into Joe's trip, her, uh, her solo trip, I went for two, for 10 days to visit her. So I had already gone over there. And Is that when you proposed to her? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember that. 
So you had been planning to propose to her when you visit her in China for this, when she was solo, tri- when she was doing her own thing out there. Yes. And you proposed to her in Thailand, right? Mm-hmm. I think I went to the same exact place. What what beach was it? Do you remember? It was. Um, was it Rally Beach? No. no, it was like the beach from the movie The Beach. In it PP? was. It was. It was called uh, Maya Maya Beach. Dude, I didn't step on that beach, but I saw it which is like i was like in the the lagoon where you would like you can see the beach i just didn't step on the beach because you had to pay a certain amount so i was but isn't it i don't know this is a side, complete sidetrack the fact that we've been to a place like completely on the opposite side of the world like in the same vicinity but we didn't go like we haven't been there together but at one point i was there i don't think it, i think that's pretty crazy it is crazy <laughs> uh, but yeah anyway so yeah you proposed to her on that trip and then yeah. So to answer your question, I wasn't very, I wasn't super nervous just because I had already, you know, kind of made a similar trip. Of course, this was going to be longer term and we were going to, I was going to be doing something completely different, which is teaching. And English so, yeah. to Chinese kids. Yes. Which is insane. <laughs> not, not because they're like, it's just like, you don't hear that often. Like I'm at it, like, I'm going to go teach like. Chinese kids English you know especially with like U.S. China relations and it's just kind of crazy to me but yeah so what were you expecting at that point like because you don't know a lick of Mandarin so it's like (laughs) yeah uh luckily um you know when you go over there you go through a little bit of training you have to do a little bit of training when you're back when you're here in the U.S. and then when you go over there you do a little bit of in-person training um so I mean they prepare you a little bit but yeah, it was, it was, it's completely like nothing like I've ever done. It's, I mean, just imagine a, cause at the time I was teaching really young kids. Um, when I first got, got there, it was elementary. And so just a room full of kids that they, first of all, as a foreigner there, you're, you're some you're you're like a i want to say you're an entertainer and so <laughs> they just they love to have the foreign teacher um so yeah it was just it was it's pretty wild were there any little shits in your classroom yes james harden and kobe bryant <laughs> and nah just it's it's funny cuz they uh, i'm if i'm correct they give each other their own english names yes so you had spider-man you had lebron <laughs> Dude. You had Kobe, Jordan. Dude, I changed my name to LeBron in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's so cool. What What was your favorite thing about, um, or some of your favorite things about living in China and that whole stint there? There's just something about, like, being in a completely new place. And, like, every corner just seems like something new. And just, like, especially when you first arrive, it's like, you have your honeymoon phase where everything, nothing annoy, or nothing annoys you, and everything is just so brand new and motivating. And so it's just like the novelty of it all. And yeah. Like, yeah, you're in a school with uh, other teachers, other foreign teachers. You're in a, the company that you go with has like a group of teachers, and you get together, and you know you make friends, and all of that. It's that that was one of the best parts. I think it's just. You know, meeting people from Ireland, from the UK, from Canada, from, you know, everywhere. 
and you're just you're over there going through the same thing so you hang out go to bars and it's just it's really cool made some really good friends how much did that change like your perspective on things just going and experiencing all these um this different culture and even just talking to people from different countries like i'm sure and at least i when i went like i just looked at things differently when i came back and as cliche as it sounds like it's so true like um did that you kind of feel something similar to that definitely we're uh just a bunch of dumb americans (laughs) (laughs) no but i mean it's there is this and it's not in a super bad way it's just almost like a um you know a not i guess funny they kind of like you know take jabs at you uh, for certain things but it's uh it does open your eyes because you you see a lot of perspective from from everywhere i mean we we made some friends that were from the ukraine from russia even from um you know everywhere Mm -hmm. australia and it's just yeah, you just get to see uh, so many different points of view. Mm-hmm. And so you definitely, like coming back, you see things, you, you not differently, but you, you're a lot more open-minded, I feel. For sure. Like it's like, a, I feel like you talk about just like the little jabs they throw. I, I think it's just the fact that um, they see that us Americans are like in our own world here. Like everything revolves around what's happening in America. And I feel like, just living here it's like we're in our own bubble and we have no clue what's going on like elsewhere it's just like we're kind of focused on where we are and what we're doing and it's like we have no clue like geography for america like that's the running joke too is like americans don't know shit about geography and it's so true like (laughs) there'd be certain places where i'm like where i don't even know where that is dude like so what was some of like the downfalls that um some of the things you didn't like so much about being out there because i mean you're still like yes you're traveling but you're i mean you're living your life out there and it's you still have all the same issues and problems so like what take me through some of that yeah so i mean i think everyone goes through kind of the same phases and so you get there it's a honeymoon phase and then you know you settle in and like you said just life goes with you wherever it doesn't matter where you are in the world you can be on a beach in Hawaii, but something, you know, eventually it just, it becomes life. Like, and so, you know, uh, problems come just for example, uh, one of the reasons we came back is just, we, we didn't want to be teachers. And so, um, getting in front of the class every day and, um, I guess, it's just something that we we didn't want to do so you know you slowly start to like get annoyed and you start to like wish you were somewhere else or doing something else and um yeah like you said it's just just whatever problems you have here or wherever you are you can pick up and move and you're gonna have the same problems yeah i mean unless you deal with those like internally like it's still going to follow you, you know. Um, we're talking about anxiety and stuff, how I dealt with that. And I, but you, I remember you talk, like telling me that you, you feel like you had felt anxious over there. Do you, like, can you 
tell me about that like what exactly you felt out there and maybe what do you attribute that to and like what you did um yeah so in china, uh, when i was in china is when i first ex- i guess i had my first experience with what i didn't know it, what it was at the time was anxiety and where i actually felt like physical symptoms um at first, I thought I had diabetes, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean is not a bad guess because like my whole family has freaking diabetes, dude. Like, yeah, I, uh, I would be on on the bus or on the subway and just feel a little bit lightheaded, and I feel like my my jaw, you know, tightens and it just mind just racing and um, and you feel a little like scared, right? Like you're like something's something's wrong with my health at this point. And it's like, anxiety is not even a question in your mind. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. Um, I mean, I had like, I even developed, um, there was like some points during the night where my ear would just like, like shut, like one, one side of my ear would just like completely go deaf. And you've had like tonight. Now I do. And I think, and I think it kind of stemmed from that where, Cause, Cause I deal with this. I have tinnitus too, dude. Or like, I don't know how you say it, but it's like a ringing yeah. in your ear that mm-hmm. is very common with anxiety, at least from what I've seen. And it's a weird thing, but I remember you talking about that, that you, you felt that. Yeah. So I went through like a few nights where my ear would just like completely shut off one side. And then it was after that where I felt like I developed tinnitus or tinnitus, however you say it. Um, and of course, you WebMD and you do all the... I, I, I have cancer. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. But really, I think it is attributed to anxiety, which which is... I found I found it really strange um, because, you know, you... It's almost like a... Because you post vlogs, you post Instagrams, and, and you post all these pictures, and, like, something's... Like you're you're having a good time. Like you should be having the best time of your life. Like who can say they're in a different country and being a teacher and just traveling, but then you're suffering from anxiety. And then so it's just almost like why, you know, why is this happening? But like looking, kind of feel guilty in some ways, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, and I know you. That's something that you went through as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, but looking back at it, it's, it's more about not like the experiences. Cause you have like the highest of highs, obviously it's like, you're still out there with friends and you know, things can be really great. Um, but again, it's just, you're still, you know, you still have these thoughts like, where am I going with my life? Um, you're still dealing with you know, uh, maybe you're dealing with everyday problems. I mean, even issues in relationships and yes. things like that, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember like you, you freaking you cut your finger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you slight, you sliced a little bit of your finger. I, I was hoping that. you weren't going to bring that up. No, I think it's an <laughs> integral part of the story. <laughs> um, for the reason that, for the reason of, is that that's, I, didn't you say like you remember feeling anxious because of that too? Like after that? Yeah, I, that's probably 
one one of the biggest reasons. So I mean, it's I hilarious mean, talking about it, but like <laughs> I'm sure it it was trauma. Like I can imagine how traumatizing it was, dude. Because like, so I I guess I'll just talk about it. I uh, was trying to cook dinner for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That was the first ever and last. No, <laughs> no, that's the thing is I used to cook a lot more. Yeah. And then after that, I, <laughs> anyway, um, my dumbass was, <laughs> was trying to chop a corn on the cob in half. Uh-huh. And for some reason I got the biggest knife I could find and just like was instead of, I, I probably would have been better off just like hacking it once. But I was like pushing down on it and my finger was in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And so I literally cut my fingertip off. Dude. And, and like, oh, yeah, uh, Joe was doing <laughs> Joe was doing an online class. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then she just hears me like, oh, oh, <laughs> Dude, I can just picture. Joe. The, like, <laughs> Dude, like I don't, I can just picture your face, like holy shit! Oh, <laughs> like, dude, I literally lifted the knife and like my fingertip oh, was like on dude. there, <laughs> and then so like I like made myself visible, like, and she like said she t- she told the student, hold on, hold on, and then she like went and saw the freaking blood everywhere, and she went and canceled the class, and then we we're in China, dude, we have no idea how like anything works healthcare works and so she like grabs the fingertip and like puts it in a bag which like we didn't and we didn't have any ice oh my god (laughs) and so we um we call a either we called a didi a didi is like uber or we we got a taxi one of the two and we just went to the hospital and then of course, you're like, I'm like, I'm there, like, we, we wrapped it in God knows what, paper towels, or I don't know, and then, so we're, like, in the main office, and in the ER, like, like you would see here, but, of course, it's, like, if you have to fill out paperwork, oh, and, you, <laughs> and like, we're not, and yes, and, dying. and we're not uh, citizens, and, I mean, we have, we, we have health care, sort of, um, but, it's yeah we had to go through that whole process and then and then finally they see me and then they said that they're gonna have to they could either like just cut off a little bit of the bone and then just sew it sorry we need your whole hand sir (laughs) imagine (laughs) (laughs) yeah well anyway the the fingertip was they couldn't put it back on and then so it was like they said my bone was sticking out so they would have to cut a little bit of the bone off and then just Mm. sew it and then uh, the other option was like grabbing a piece of skin out of my off of my ass mm. and then putting it over. Anyway, we they just cleaned it up, and then the next day we went to another hospital and tried to you know get a second opinion, and they said pretty much the same thing. And in my head, I'm just like, I do not want my finger any shorter, dude, because <laughs> it would have been like. Yeah, I mean, I would have it would have been fine, I guess, but I would have had a shorter finger. Yeah. And then so I went to a third hospital and they x-rayed it and they said that it was just like just enough where it could heal by itself and it would heal over the bone. Mm. And so that's what happened. That goes to show you how like how 
I don't even know if this is right. Like sub subjective medicine is. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's like you get so many different opinions. Like you could have had a shorter finger, but no, like they, you went to another person and they were like, no, this, this can be fine. Just healing. So it's like, it's just so crazy. Yeah. You could have been to one where like, dude, we need the whole finger. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty much dude. That's insane. Yeah. But I guess going back to that after that, just the, I think just that whole experience and then like having to go back several times to the hospital to get it rewrapped and, you know, check and, to get it checked and I feel like it was around that time where I started feeling those like physical symptoms so yeah I I guess that that whole experience would you know be an integral part to that did you vocalize what you felt to Joanne because mm, you're not very not, vocal person about like how you're no, feeling no um I guess not at that time not not immediately uh we we went on a trip to think it was vietnam no vietnam or thailand i don't remember but i remember also being on that trip and like again you're like in this awesome place you're like doing touristy things and like i got i felt like i got vertigo Mm -hmm. like where i would just like go up a building or something beautiful view but then i feel like i'm gonna freaking fall like and I, i attribute that to anxiety as well so it's just it's very it's very strange you can that you can be in these awesome places and but but your head is somewhere else you're thinking about other things you're um yeah just I guess it's it's in your head but you still you can still feel these you can still feel these things uh, anxiety despite where wherever you are in the world and i'll make it also it almost makes it worse because you're like i should be I ecstatic should, I should, yeah like you feel kind of like i mean i'm doing what i want right like i'm doing what i pictured i'm doing like but something it's like you just you can't get past that you were in china and you had you would take little trips to different parts of asia right yeah um what was do you remember your first your first trip um yes it was to vietnam and that was like the first time you had made a video right yeah so we had been uh, we were planning for we were planning for vietnam we were figuring out what we were going to do so we found ourselves on blogs on and then youtube and we just came across a couple channels that um shout out to kara and nate that was probably one of the first inspirations of of youtube that we had um, just this couple that just travels all over the world, but we, um, we just, we just thought it was super awesome that they were recording their, all their trips. And so we felt at that time, I mean, I've always kind of loved, um, you know, recording stuff on my laptop or just, I, I just, I, I like tech. I like that sort of stuff. And I had actually made a video for our engagement when I went um, when I went to visit Joe uh, on a little GoPro and I put a video together, but anyway, um, we thought it was super cool. And so I think we had just gotten ourselves iPhones, uh, like the iPhone eight at the time. And we're like, we have a super cool camera. We bought a little stabilizer gimbal 
and we went on the trip to Vietnam and attempted to vlog. Did you even know, like, were you trying to, like, all right, let's just try something Kara and Nate would do? Or, like, were you trying to, like, was that what you are trying to emulate? Or you were just like, let's just get this footage and then we'll make something cool from it? Yeah, at the time, it was just trying to pretty much emulate, like, either them or, like, another channel and just kind of, like, a mix of things. And did you know you were going to release this on YouTube? Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah? Uh, and But originally, it was, like, we thought it would be a cool way just to keep family, like, back home updated. And so, like, obviously, when you upload to YouTube, like, almost zero people see it especially your first video. Mm -hmm. So we just, we thought it would just be cool to just let our family know. And of course, like with the intention of like, if other people can, you know, grow their channel, then maybe eventually we could too. So you, you had already seen like an opportunity in that potentially like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and from that first video was Javi and Joe, like a thing, like from the start that like just the name and, just the whole thing. Yeah, we sat there and we're like, we need something like catchy. Looking back, I don't know why we just didn't do Javi and Joe, <laughs> but we were like. I mean, you Javi guys were traveling jo at that point. Yeah, so, so we Javi and Joe, and then we try to make things rhyme, and then we ended up with on the go. Mm -hmm. like oh, dude, I was so excited. Mm -hmm. I was like finding the music. The fir the very first one, it was just like basically a music video, just a highlight real of our um of our experiences no no talking no vlogging just like b-roll pretty much remember the comment it's like this is this video is fucking pointless <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of the first comments we ever got on a video dude, <laughs> so you would think savage. you would just quit after that <laughs> <laughs> imagine you did dude just because of that thing that's 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 one piece of advice the first comment they ever got was this is fucking pointless so if that's not motivation i don't know what is yeah, but looking uh, back, it was pointless. It was zero information. It was like zero. It was just music, footage and yeah. music. Yeah, but yeah, and but you had done, you had made like little videos before in the past. But mm -hmm. do you remember like making this when you were like, did you immediately feel like wow, I can see myself doing like making videos and stuff? Yeah, I was like super hooked. Really? Like I because we had gotten a bunch of footage. And so that was like the first one. And then, yeah, after that, I, I knocked out like, I don't know, four or something from Vietnam. And it was just super fun. I I think I loved it from the get-go. Yeah. What what is it? What do you think it is about it that initially got you hooked? Because, I mean, there's different aspects to filming, to making videos. What would you say was like one thing? Then you can look back at now. It's just like that. I, I think that's one thing that I really enjoy about it. Yeah. Initially, what drew me to it was just matching like a cool song to cuts mm -hmm. and like, you know, on, on a drop, like putting like, you know, faster pace cuts or whatever. So initially, I think it was like more music based. Um, and then like gradually, it just became more like, oh, this is like a badass shot you know, like, you know, framing shots or with Joe and I walking past in the distance or just like stuff like that is what, so it like just kind of evolves. You started just taking a bunch of trips around Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. So you did Vietnam, you did 
Thailand. You did, and you were making videos for all those, right? Yes. And did you see any growth pretty quickly, or was it pretty slow at first? Super slow. Like Super. we're talking like fifty. Yeah. Like, the The biggest jump was when we were already leaving. We we're and we we stopped in Chiang Mai, and wait, we were. No, it was, I think it was our last year. And we went to Thailand, we went to Chiang Mai, and then we recorded a video about an elephant sanctuary. And then at that point, I think we were at, I want to say 50 or 70 subscribers or something. And then that video like shot up pretty quick to 80 or 100,000 views. And we got up to about 300 subscribers so that was like our first like big in, little jump in like a week or yeah. even a day really yeah like, like a couple days from yeah. that point where you're like holy shit we could like yeah this, we could make this thing work no. yes until this day we haven't had a better video <sighs> do better than that <laughs> oh jesus christ but <laughs> so, i mean yeah. there's plenty more to the story but did that give you like a surge of motivation from that point on well then? for sure um i think that's when we started thinking about maybe leaving China and then we had started doing like some online classes teaching English also to um, Chinese students and so we kind of saw like an opportunity to like be able to travel you know still teach as long as we had a good wi-fi um, and make and focus on YouTube epitome of digital mo nomading dude yeah that's that's what that was your guys's life for what like a year mm -hmm. just around asia just um i remember seeing your videos in bali and like i was like dude this is crazy it was super exciting because we had mapped like before we even went to bali we had like mapped out this awesome trip to um, mexico so that's we knew we wanted to tr just travel everywhere but we wanted to start with mexico because we've only had ever been to Cancun or, um, you know, all the touristy all places, the, you know? pretty much. And so we want, really wanted to get to know Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, at that point we were just super pumped, yeah. motivated. You were done with China when you went to Bali, right? Yes. So yeah, you went to Bali and then you, uh, you had planned out that trip to Mexico. So you, you came back to North America. Mm -hmm. Did you come back home first? Yes. So yeah, you came to visit home and then you told basically everybody about your plans to travel to basically start in Mexico and travel all the way down to fucking Antarctica now. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah. Where'd you start? We started in Chihuahua um, and then took the El Chepe train down to um, Sinaloa and went to Puerto Vallarta from there. Mm -hmm. And then pretty much Puerto Vallarta to um, Guadalajara to San Miguel de Allende and then in San Luis Potosi. Mm -hmm. um, San Luis Potosi is pretty much when COVID yeah. strike yeah. hit. <laughs> and and this this point, you're like, are you, you starting to see traction in your in your YouTube? Yeah, and we f we thought that we had found our little niche mm -hmm. um, with even Mexico. We we wanted to continue traveling everywhere, but we just found a good amount of traction making content for Mexico. How consistently were you posting? Uh, I would say twice. I want to say twice a week. Wow, for a while, right? And yeah. that's how you guys saw like some of your best growth, like mm -hmm. just being consistent and... Yes. 
So we would do some of our most popular ones where we would share all our financials pretty much um, and like the cost of living in certain cities. So we would stay, you know, in Puerto Vallarta for a month, calculate everything, stay in Guadalajara for a month, and then we would make cost of living videos. And those were super, those did pretty well. Um, and then, of course, just um, almost like city guides to certain cities. And we just found a lot of traction there because there's not a whole, like Asia, super saturated with, um, with content and guides and Mexico, not so much. So you saw a good opportunity yeah. in that. What, what were your financials like at that point? Like, because I know a lot of people that are going to watch this are like, that seems like a badass. like, I mean, that just seems like a badass thing to do. You guys were just traveling and working online. So like how, how well were you guys living and were you guys barely sliding by or like how, what was that looking like for you? Uh, we were, I mean, just the co- just because of the cost of living alone, it like you could, you could do a lot. Um, and then just apartments, we, we would get Airbnbs for what, you like know, $500 for, a yeah, month. for no more than 500. I think we splurged in Guadalajara and was like $600. Um, but it was like a super cool spot. Um, and then, I mean, all the way down to $300 in San Luis for like a two bedroom. It was super cool. Um, but we were making about, I want to say close to 2000 each, um, teaching online in a month. Yeah. Maybe between 1500 and two each. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you could we were able to, you know, live kind of, of course we'd cook a lot. Um, but you could, you know, you could still go out and we still were able to save some money. And, um, so it's the cost of living is insane, dude. In Asia and Mexico, it's just a, I mean, it's awesome. That's the thing about it, right? It's like you, even though money's not always going to be the best, like you make it a much bigger deal in your head sometimes as opposed to like once you go somewhere it's like you can make things work like you can rough it out for a week or two and like i don't know like things are going to work themselves out dude like i definitely feel that mm-hmm. cuz there was times where we had barely anything like and we still had maybe 2 weeks left in the month and you're like what the hell are we going to do but somehow you just just works i don't know you just make it work so yeah you guys are on this journey and you're fucking living life right you're on your way to 50k subscribers and then (laughs) freaking covid hits dude yes Uh, which i mean hindered a lot of people's plans and uh it was very unfortunate obviously so when covid hit you guys were in san luis Mm -hmm. and what were your thoughts at that point when COVID hit, do you, were you still trying to travel or were you like, we need to go back home? Yeah. Well, everything like started shutting down. So we could either rough it out in Mexico or just go back. And we, we really wanted to stay. Um, but at the same time, you know, they were closing borders and then, you know, what if it got super bad and we got stuck and we, again, (coughs) we're not citizens one of us has to go to the hospital, like, how's that going to work? And so there was just a lot of 
uncertainty and like when our shutdown's going to end. So you guys decide to come back. Um, I think it's maybe like May, May of 2020. You guys really coming back home is what kind of changed, I guess, the path that I went on or my trajectory. It just, it really just changed uh, my entire life at that point. Like you guys coming back and just uh, spending time with you. Because at that point, I was in college. I would think it was my second year. And then um, we were like all at the house during the pandemic. And I had, um, like I said, I, in the year prior in 2019, um, I had, that's when I had went through like kind of all like um, just my experiences with, like, with anxiety and stuff. Um, Why don't you talk about that a little bit? About what it, like I went through? Yeah. Okay. So I would say just, just to give you guys a backstory, I would say like I first started what I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I definitely started to feel anxiety um, and I guess depression as well in high school. But at that time, like I didn't really understand what it was. Um, I just, I would go to the doctors, like I would go to the doctor with mom and like at one point actually during high school, uh, we thought something was wrong with my heart because I had like really abnormal, not abnormal, but like really low heart rate to like probably like 40, 41 beats per minute. And that's like pretty, if you're an athlete, it's like pretty normal, but like it was, it got really low at one point and it didn't concern them initially, but I remember I had fainted at uh one point and i you were there when i actually collapsed i laughed i yeah. thought he was joking dude no yeah there was dude i was like 17 or 18 and i remember like i had gotten up from like the bed and then i uh it felt like i had gotten up too fast and then i just got super dizzy i ended up like black like just fainting and i didn't hit my head or anything but um i remember thinking i was like what the like what the hell was that um, so a couple months had gone by and then that's when I had started feeling like, um, just these symptoms that I couldn't really describe at, at that point. It was like, I'd feel, first of all, just very, um, I'd feel like, like my, like heart palpitations. And then I'd feel like ting like numbness and tingling in my fingers and just so just wide ranging symptoms where I was like, okay, I think something's wrong with me. So that's when I had went to the doctor, they had checked me up, checked my heart. Like they, they did a whole extensive process checking out my heart and everything turned out fine. And, um, I was, I was, I kind of got, had over, gotten over that, um, gotten over that hump at that point. And so, yeah, I, I went through call, I went through high school, I graduated and then I ended up going to, um, Arizona state. So I would say, it was my second semester at Arizona State. Um, it was right after Christmas break where I had felt, I, I was back home and then I started feeling just very, this uneasiness that I couldn't really describe and kind of the similar things that I had felt during high school, right? Um, but at that point, I still didn't know that it was anxiety, you know? Um, I thought, I didn't know what it was. So I ended up going back. Um, I'm already a little worried going back like for my second semester um, but I kind of just internalize it I don't really I just kind of keep it to myself and like the first first week I was there like I just I remember feeling basically what it, what I know now to be p like panic attacks 
Um, so things would just kind of escalate to where like I, I'd start, um, my mind would start racing about shit that might be wrong with me because I was feeling all this crazy, like these crazy symptoms. I couldn't sleep at, at one point and it was just like all this was racing through my mind. So I was like, what if something's genuinely wrong with me? My mind would race about this and race about this. And then it got to the point where I started having panic attacks like in my dorm room. Um, not to the point like when I say panic attacks, it's not where like I'm like I'm not fucking yelling and like I'm it's it's much it's very much an internal thing within myself. And you're what a panic attack is that I know now is it's essentially your your body going in a fight or flight response. You know how you normally if you, your body senses danger, right? You um, your things are going to activate within within your your sympathetic nervous system that are going to elevate your heart rate. Um, just a, a whole a whole wide ranging thing is like are gonna happen within your body, but that's happening in a panic attack for no like really for no reason at all. It's just happening, and you you really can't. It's not something you can really at least from what I've experienced that I could really prevent. And so at that time it's happening, and I'm like I don't I don't know their panic attacks. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So it's freaking me out, dude. Um, so I I'm going to. I ended up going to the emergency room for the first time. I think I go with my friends because I'm, like, telling him, like, yo, something's wrong with me. Like, I just, I'm not feeling good. And so first time I go to the emergency room, right, um, talking to the doctor does not put my mind at ease one bit. It's like I'm I'm telling him all I'm feeling, and he's just like, well, we, we check your vitals. Everything's good, but we probably get your brain checked out, uh, like, just in case something might be wrong, like neurologically with your brain. Like just, I remember that so vividly, dude. I'm just staring at this dude, like eyes and like, have you ever had certain experiences where it feels like you're, you're, you kind of come out of outside your body and like, you're kind of looking yourself. Exactly. That's what I felt. I was like, okay, um, something's wrong with me. Cause he didn't like, he couldn't, and I don't blame him for not saying like, he, he generally probably didn't know what the fuck was going on. He probably saw like 87 patients that day anyway. So, um, so from that point on, it didn't make it, it, things got worse. Um, I was hoping things got better. No, things got worse from there. Cause now I'm just contemplating like, yo, something's definitely wrong. I'm feeling like my, my fingers and like my toes are going numb. I can't sleep. I'm like just crying for no reason. Like I just shits, shits like going pretty crazy and I'm just, I'm not really, I'm, I'm talking to my, I'm talking to mom every night, um, for like two weeks straight, just like crying, dude, just like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. It gets to the point where mom and dad have to come down because I'm just in pretty bad shape at that point. Like, um, I'm not sleeping well. Um, I, I can't focus in class. I, there's a couple times I walk out of class cause I just feel so uneasy. I'm just like, it's, it was a really rough, like month that I kind of had to endure so um anyways yeah they end up coming down um um I I go see my primary care doctor the same day they, they get there that night so that that morning I had a um an appointment with like my primary care doctor or whatever and I'm just like they give me the the sheet of paper right where it's like have have you felt any loss or interest in things or you know, like they give you this like DSM five or whatever the fuck it's called. And I'm checking every single box where it's like, uh, do I 
feel loss of pleasure in doing things? Fuck yeah. Um, do I feel like, like, um, I don't know. It's just like, they give me a rundown and I'm basically checking everything off for like depression, anxiety, everything. Anyways, I end up talking to the doctor and at this point I'm still like in very bad shape. Like, um, I guess the way, the best way I can describe these moments I felt like this, it, it's always like, I, 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 I describe it as a spiral. It starts off, like you start feeling these symptoms and like over consecutive weeks it seems like things just kind of escalate and escalate to where like it's it just gets really hard dude and so yeah i'm sitting in the doctor's office and they're basically telling like they come in and saying like we're almost positive you're you're you experiencing anxiety like they're asking me all these questions um and at that point i'm just like there's no way like you can't tell me what i've been feeling the past like four weeks has been anxiety and like just that because I had never thought about it like that though like I I didn't know what mental illness was I didn't know you know I I really didn't know anything at that point so um even at that point they were telling me I still didn't believe them just because when you're in that state it's like you're still so worried you know so they ended up um they ended up prescribing me medication um they even asked my mom what because my family my mom has been my mom has dealt with similar things. My sister has dealt with almost the same exact thing I've dealt with. So it's something that kind of has ran in my family. Even from that point on, I think four day, like three or four days after that, I went to the ER again. Even though I, I had been taking the medication that they prescribed me, but it takes a while for things to like it to really start helping. Um, I actually I I've done a lot of research on the medication. I'm not gonna go into depth, but just I'm just saying it just just because it's, it's the truth, right? I, I went on medication. Uh, I won't get into all the details about that, but um, yeah, I ended up going to the ER again, dude, after that, because I have like un- more panic attacks because I haven't got to any any much of a better state, even though I'm taking the medication. Like I said, it takes a while for it to kick in. So I go to the ER again. They just give me something to like go to sleep, which was very relieving because like I said, it was, I couldn't, um, I couldn't really get any rest. Um, so yeah, like I said, there was a month where it was like my my second semester of college where it was like probably the hardest thing I had ever experienced up to that point, right? Um, but I would say maybe two or three weeks after I, I'd started taking the medication, um, I felt like a million times better. Um, I know medication and like things... There's a there's a lot of misconceptions and it has a bad rap and even even up to the, even at that point I was like I don't I really I felt kind of guilt not guilty but I I kind of felt disappointed that I had to take medication you know just because I mean I don't know it's like you never want to f- you feel like you don't need it or like honestly felt like I didn't I didn't want any anybody to think any less of me or like think something was wrong with me. Um, so, but I can definitely say like, it helped me get out of that, that place. And I hadn't felt that, that, I guess that good in, in a while. And so I, I genuinely had like a more positive outlook on life. And I can say like, like five to six months after that had happened, after I was on medication and stuff, it was probably like some of the best, um, some of the best moments in my life just cause I, I felt confident I felt positive like I felt 
just overall just more optimistic optimistic about things and I started paying attention more in school and like I just felt like I just from that experience I never wanted to go back to that so I felt like I I did a lot of things I I put a lot of things in place in my life to ensure that would never let it get to that point again if that makes sense um so yeah anyways long story short um we're here in 2020 and I think I had changed my major like two or three times at that point and then um even though like I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do I know I I knew I wanted to travel for sure because you guys were already doing your thing I think you were you were for sure had been posting already um I initially wanted to study abroad but that wasn't in the that wasn't an option for me just because of COVID um and so yeah during the pandemic I remember we had this uh and mentally I think for the, the pandemic for me was very good I think for a variety of reasons I think a lot of people can relate actually just because uh I don't know, I think I think I'm sure you can relate dude like things kind of slowed down we kind of relate to that where it's like it felt like you were able to put a lot of things in perspective in your life and just kind of figure out what you wanted to do definitely um so I I, f- I had felt that um and at this point I was able to come off medication which I was genuinely like for some reason like I said like I don't think medication is a bad thing but for myself I think I didn't want to be on it forever so I had gotten to a place in 2020 during the pandemic where I didn't have to take the medication anymore I, I was I was the best I've ever felt mentally physically and um that's when you guys had came back and basically we had all this footage from a cruise that we had taken and and for my graduation like a couple years earlier and then I I don't even know how it went dude but you were you were like just like make make your first uh just make your first video um using this footage and then I remember you remember that night where you just like literally just gave me a little a little lesson on that um do you want to check the li- you want to check the light really quick dude it's kind of dim in here yeah. yeah so yeah i ended up making this this little cruise video that i st- i still have and i think it's uh that that night dude was like i swear to god like it was since since i started since that moment i was like i could not um i was I was hooked. I don't know exactly what it was about it, but I guess it was just how everything came together. And like, um, I was able to tell a story and just the music, everything about it. And I remember that night I couldn't sleep because I was just thinking about finishing the video. I can say it was probably besides basketball because I was I played basketball. It was probably probably the most thing I I the thing I've been most passionate about in my entire life. Basically, the entire story I told you is what was my first video. Um, just kind of all condensed. I kind of talked about everything I had went through, and I released it on YouTube. You were definitely a big part in that, because um, like, I don't know, it's something very. I mean, I'm at my most vulnerable state talking about this type of stuff. So, I think you encouraging me to like make a video about that, and definitely something within myself where I was like, it just feels like, like I said, like it just felt right to do so. Um, and when I, when that first video I released, the amount of like um, optim, optimism and just feedback and just the amount of uh, people that reached out to me, first of all, saying like how how inspired they were from my own story, but like they were telling me about some of the, some of the things they dealt with, 
and it was just like I feel like this can be a really good thing like I, I want to keep doing this and it was the first time that I genuinely felt like very fulfilled and ever since then I think that's why that's why I kept doing it um, it took me a while it's still taken me a while to grow I've been releasing a lot on YouTube but, um, but anyways yeah like just seeing you guys um, doing what you were doing and then I had discovered filmmaking and I had started to get I think pretty good at it um, I, I decided that it was my my last year in college I was just gonna finish and then travel and then basically take my camera and make make videos on YouTube right so for the all of 2021 I graduated in March I had a I got a serving job and then that was my entire focus dude like work try to post videos and get ready for the trip so that's when I had started planning out like everything from all right I'm gonna fly into Bangkok I'm gonna do this and just having you guys you guys were able to guide me and really just show me everything um I mean give me all your tips and tricks when it comes to traveling and so I feel like you and I had kind of similar journeys in a way um I talked to I touched a little bit about going over there and I mean I was able I was able to stay for I guess four years but I was with Joe we had each other to support each other we had each other to lean on but you went completely alone and um uh, so ultimately you ended up coming back um just talk a little talk us through a little bit about how you know you got there and what you immediately felt going over there yeah so yeah like i said so yeah i, I ended up going to i think i left in march of this year 2022 i ended up leaving in march i had planned to go for like I didn't even have, I don't know if you guys remember, I didn't even have a time where I, I could have been over there for a year or two. Like, I didn't know. I had a, a good amount of money saved up, and my plan was to do, like, um, video editing online, getting clients. I already had some clients um, online, and then I was going to make YouTube and hopefully start making an income from that, right? Um, so all these plans, of course. I ended up leaving in March, and I'm not going to lie, like, I already said, like, in 2020, I had already came off the medication because I had, um, I felt like I was in a very good spot. At the time I had left, um, even though I was very excited, I feel like mentally I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't optimal for me to, um, for that, the timing was just kind of bad. Like, I don't know, it was just, like, the anxious, the the nervousness of, of leaving or I was genuinely excited. I know it's what I wanted to do, but I guess because of just unfortunately, like what I have to deal with when it comes to anxiety, it's just, it really affected me. Um, so I, w I don't think I was at the most optimal state leaving already. I was, I was pretty nervous. Like I was very emotional actually. Like I didn't think it was gonna be super hard, but I remember like just even at the airport, right. I was like, um, I wasn't scared, but it was like, I remember just being like, holy shit, this is real. And already I, ha I had understood, I had gotten to understand a lot about my mental health and my anxiety and what had, what, what sort of things would cause me to feel a certain way. Right. At least I had thought that I had had it under control. And, um, I knew a lot of ways that it could, that I could, um, 
really helped mitigate what I would feel when it came to anxiety. And like, I hadn't had a panic attack since, since college. Right. So I, I ended up going over there, but I remember like just already feeling anxious, like even on the, on the right over. Um, but I was genuine. I was really excited. Like I had, uh, I was already vlogging. I, I was vlogging much of the time I was over there. So I ended up getting there and jet lag was, was pretty, hit me pretty hard. I didn't think it would be as hard to adjust, but I think it took me like two weeks to really like really kind of adjust to things over there. Um, and like I said, it was very exciting, very fun time. I met so many people along the way and like, um, it was so fun dude. like, even the first videos I started releasing, like I was having so much fun editing those dude. Like it really felt like I was at the right place at the right time doing what I was supposed to be doing. Um, and I was getting such good feedback, dude. Like my channel started growing. I was getting, I think the first video I released, I, I was getting like 200 to 300 views on every video, but first video I released in Thailand, I got like 12 K. And from then I was like, holy shit. Like I was excited. Right. But for whatever reason, like there is always that lingering, like, like I said, it was a spiral. So, um, I started feeling that like the little anxiousness when I got there and it just kept escalating to where like, um, of course I'd ha I would have good moments, but at night, sometimes I wouldn't be able to sleep. My physical symptoms kind of started getting worse and I knew what it was and I was throwing like the kitchen sink at it, dude. Like I, it felt like I, I, I was working out, I was running. I was, I was doing things that I felt that before I did, like it usually would help, but no matter what, it felt like, um, it, things just kept like my anxiety just kept kind of kept escalating, dude. And what sucks is like, I knew what it was, but it's like, I mean, what could I do at that point? So long story short. So like I ended up doing like two weeks in Bangkok. I go down South. Um, I start to get, feel pretty lonely on top of the anxiety. I start to get really down, like very kind of sad. It's just kind of like an, uh, just something that comes along with the anxiety, right? Anyways, I end up going to Chiang Mai. I'm supposed to stay in Chiang Mai for a month. Um, but at this point, the anxiety is like, um, I'm already contemplating, like, I don't know if I could make this work. I didn't really meet anybody in Chiang Mai. So all this stuff I'm kind of internalizing. I'm like, I'm already questioning, like, dude, I'm out here. Like, I'm, I've been wanting to do this for so long. Um, but I can't. I, I can't crack this dude. Um, I'm talking to the fam, like at least for a week straight. I mean, they, they already know how I'm feeling. Right. And it gets to a point, um, where I'm just, I'm at a breaking point, dude. Like, um, aside from what I experienced, uh, back in college, um, this was like a million times harder because I was in a foreign country alone. And like, I knew nobody there, dude. Like, um, I'm in freaking Chiang Mai and the only people that know what's going on is really you guys. Um, and even then I don't think you guys knew exactly the extent of, of it was. So it escalates to the point where I start, it starts taking everything out of me to where like, I feel I'm getting these pounding headaches. I feel so low in energy. Like I can, I can barely, at one point, like the morning, um, it was a morning I'd, I'd call mom and dad to where like, okay, I think I'm going to come back home. 
that morning I had, I was just breaking down, dude. Like I could not control myself from, from just crying. And, and it was just kind of a tough moment for me. So I had already decided, okay, I'm going to come back. Right. Um, I ended up going to get breakfast, um, just cause I need to eat something. I need to, I need to get out of the fucking apartment, dude. I'm, it just feels like I'm like, all these thoughts are running through my head and it's just, it's just very overwhelming. I'm in this apartment and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to talk to my, okay, I'm going to go get something to eat. And on the way there, I'm like, um, I feel so weak. I feel like my, um, my mouth is, I don't know if you guys smoke weed, but (laughs) you get cotton mouth. It's like 10 times worse than that. And like, I feel dizzy. I feel, I just feel so out of it. it. It feels like I'm in a movie, like in a daze. So I end up going to sit down. I'm looking at like all these flights that I can take. I'm I'm looking to leave that night because I'm like, there's no way I can go back into the apartment, dude. Like I I can't take another night of this. Um, anyways, I'm I'm I order my food and then I'm looking at flights and for whatever reason, like, um, I start. It literally feels like uh, I had a heart a heart attack. Like it feels like my my. I left my body and I'm just like looking at myself and it's, it's, it feels like I black. I don't know, dude, it was so many different feelings all at once. Um, but anyways, it was, it was a panic attack, of course. Um, and I just have this panic attack in the, in the restaurant and I'm literally trying to like helps, like I'm trying to call people to like try to help me or like even just, uh, I don't know, get someone's attention. Cause it, it literally feels like if you've never had a panic attack, like for all, you know, you, you're dying at that point. I know it sounds very dramatic, but it, it really feels like that. So I, I, I start feeling this right. So I'm like, I kind of able to get myself together. I'm calling, I'm on the phone with mom, mom and dad, and I'm telling them what's going on. And they're like, the worry in their voice is making shit worse for me. Cause I'm like, they can't do anything about it. Like, they're halfway like they're not gonna fly over here to help like i'm just dude i'm fucked like i don't i really do does that make sense like i really don't know what to do dude like i'm just i'm in this uh restaurant um and so i'm like i think i should go to the hospital um because at that point i'm like if i fly i'm gonna have panic attacks the whole way there like there's no way at this point, I don't think it's something I can control because I'm just in this state where no matter what I'm doing, I'm just, I can't, I can't bring myself down from that, you know? So I'm like, okay, I think the best thing to do, because if I go back to this apartment, I know it sounds like super dark, dude, but I don't know. I don't know if I can make it. I'm going to go to the hospital. I Uber there and they obviously see me. I'm like, I'm pretty bad shape. I know it's so embarrassing, honestly, dude, just to like, it's probably the most, one of the most embarrassing things to say, like I went to the hospital, but, um, I genuinely felt like I had no other option. Um, but anyways, they, they knew that I think just having them see me and talk to me, even though it was like, they were speaking Thai mostly, like we were, it was very hard communicating. Um, they knew that I definitely should stay there for like two or three days just cause I was, I was in pretty rough shape, dude. Basically, I talked to a psychologist there. Um, he says, you definitely need to get back on medication because um, that's going to probably be your, the only way you're able to kind of get to um, a place where you can you can start functioning normally again, you know. And it was one of the hardest moments ever because it's like 
like I said, there's nothing wrong with medication, but just for like, from my own, just from my own mind, I'm like, I, for some reason I just felt so, uh, I don't know, just kind of embarrassed. And that's like the main thing. But I knew that it was, it was the right thing to do. Cause I, it felt like I just wanted to get better. Yeah. And it sucks. Cause like I said, I really enjoyed it, but I don't know. It's just something I, I went through and, um, I had a few panic attacks on the plane on the way back. Um, and <laughs> nobody knew it was like, I was just in my own row having panic attacks. Like it's crazy to think about, but, um, I, I, I think I even told the flight attendant, dude, like I might have a panic attack. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just, I'm going to let someone know. Cause for all they know, I could pass out and like, you know, who knows what can happen, but yeah. And yeah, I know this, this is, this podcast has gone really long, but, um, I, I guess the, I, I'm definitely going to elaborate more about what I went through in the past. Um, and especially on this trip, but more than anything, that experience taught me so much. Like it was probably the huff, roughest thing I ever had to go through. Um, and I'm still kind of, uh, coming to terms with what happened. I'm still, I'm in a much better place right now. I feel, I feel great, honestly, but I still want to, I'm still figuring out things internally. Um, I'm definitely not where I want to be, but I mean, I'm taking steps to get there. Right. And, uh, more than anything, I think that's one of the reasons I'm talking about it right now is because I, I truly want to make people feel like they're, if they experience these type of things, like there's an, you're not, you're not the only one. Um, definitely like everybody has experienced these things differently. Right. And, um, but just know that I just want to make people know that like, they're not, there's nothing like it's, it's okay to feel some of these things sometimes. Like sometimes you just really can't help yourself. And I think me, hopefully me shedding light on this story will kind of like you know, just help people out, you know, that's, that's the only thing I can, I can hope for. Uh, I know I shared a lot. It's like super personal and like, I'm putting this on freaking Instagram and like, but like, it's me, dude. Wait, you're putting this on Instagram? <laughs> no, I'm probably never going to release this, but, uh, no, I, I really feel like, uh, it just feels right. I mean, it's who I am. Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to be releasing YouTube videos about my life and shit, like, this is such a, all these experiences have shaped who I am today. So like, how can I, how can I leave that type of stuff out? Especially if like, it could probably help someone, you know? I think that's super important. Yeah. Um, especially now with, you know, social media and just, that's part, that's another aspect to it where we can talk about it forever, but just, you know, people share their best lives. People share their their highlight reels and they don't always share, you know, the, you know, what's really going on in that person's head or, and so I think it's, I think it's really important to, for sure to talk about. Um, and I, I love that. I love that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but, uh, honestly, I think that's a, that's a good, uh, that's a good wrapping up spot. Yeah. Um, 
but it was as always i think this would much smoother than i would have imagined the only thing that's bugging the shit out of me right now is it's so dark in here yeah that it's probably gonna look fucking weird as hell when i release this <laughs> like it's gonna look so dark and i don't know but um yeah that, that was my bad i it was it was pretty rookie of me to have like a uh, super bright window because I know the light's gonna change. Yeah, but honestly, <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna. I didn't think we we're gonna lose light so quick. I didn't, and we didn't know how long it was gonna be. But uh, as long as we know that the lighting's fucking weird in here, just so you know. Uh, but hopefully, I can still use this. But yeah, uh, I'm honestly not sure. I don't even know the name of this podcast, by the way. I'm not sure when we'll release another one or when I'll release another one, but I for sure, hopefully, um, if it resonates with people or if, I mean, I really enjoy doing it. So just for that fact, I might keep doing it. Um, hopefully shoot for like one a month, at least to start. Cause it's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big production <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure when I'll talk to you guys next but just expect uh you can expect another one for sure i'll start thinking about the name of this podcast and the next guest so uh i hope you guys enjoyed this um i definitely would love your feedback uh maybe what you would want to hear more of or what you enjoyed the most about the podcast um if you absolutely hate the sound of my voice i'm sorry just don't listen next time um, and Diego will have much more interesting guests on his podcast because, <laughs> dude, I, I'm not, I'm not dude, the best, no, uh, the best, uh, express, ex, uh, I don't express myself very well through words, oh. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, for sure. And, um, now our sponsors, uh, this, this podcast was sponsored by CCR <laughs> for real, and ITC dude. and HP Pro <laughs> and <Sound>. Titanic Ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> and for Sigmatic, just have to throw that one in there. And for the brand. <laughs> and for the brand. Thanks, Corey. All right. Till next time, guys. Peace out. Peace. <sighs> How was that? <sighs> I'm super self-conscious, but. <laughs> <laughs>